0: Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. That is the saying that you hear on Easter Sunday at church. The pastor will say, He is risen. And everyone says, He is risen indeed. Hallelujah or alleluia. And it is the whole Super Bowl of Sundays where we worship and praise and get so excited because Jesus, who died on the cross on Good Friday and was buried, three days later, he would raise victorious over sin and death and come back to life on earth for 40 more days until he would ascend into heaven so he doesn't die again he ascends to heaven living and staying with us here on earth through the holy spirit exciting stuff right and you might be saying uh hello chrissy hippie christian who cares easter was last week i know but you might not know this. This week is an exciting Sunday too. You see, Sunday is Tada Sunday. The majority of my listeners are friends and family. And for that, I thank all of you for caring enough to listen to me. Susie, you, of course, knew that it was Tada Sunday. Some of you, my art teacher friend Rebecca, might not know, or my other Becca friend might not know the full story. And Bob, you might not know the full story. Phyllis, you know, there's a few of you out there that might not know the full story of Tada Sunday. It is not a national event, and it is not a Wisconsin state event. It's not even a city event, but it is an event that has been around for a very long time at my church, St. Mark Lutheran Church in Janesville, Wisconsin, and my mom created it. Well, let's be honest. Jesus created it because he rose from the dead. Pretty amazing moment, right? Quite magical. But my mom was kind of magical, too. My mom really was one of those magic people. And when I say magic... Jesus, sometimes people get real mad. Sometimes Christians get real like, "Mm -mm, nope, not magic. That is not true. But I like to look up definitions when I do my podcast because it just helps me to think or whatever. And so when you look up the word magician, it's a person with magical powers. Well, sort of sounds like Jesus, right? Because Jesus was 100% human and 100% God, and he did all kinds of wonderful things. But I wouldn't really say like magical powers, because magic tends to be like a trick, and a magician is a person who performs magic tricks for entertainment. Let's be honest, that really wasn't What Jesus was doing when he raised from the dead. It wasn't about like this Houdini moment where he manages to break free from the chains where he's in water and can't breathe and he busts free. Oh no, I mean, he for sure busts free from chains, chains of hell, death, sin, and evil but it wasn't a trick in any way, shape, or form. There wasn't an explanation of how we too can break free of those chains because we can't only through death on the cross and a trip to hell. And then we're not overcoming that anyways. Only God himself overcomes that, right? But there's sort of this informal definition, a person with exceptional skill in a particular area. Hmm. That also kind of sounds like Jesus, right? He sort of seemed to have exceptional skill in not sinning, in being perfect. But still, that's a little bit stretched. Magic the power of apparently influencing the course of events by using mysterious or supernatural forces. So that gets a little bit weird because, I mean, by all means, Christ is supernatural. He's completely not natural because he's divine. But sometimes when you start talking about supernatural forces you also get into this sort of very fine line of good and evil. Um, Sometimes as an adjective used in magic or working by magic, having or apparently having supernatural powers like a magic wand. It sort of describes something that might have magical powers. Again, mm, not really where I was going with but in the British informal magic, wonderful or exciting, fascinating, captivating, charming, glamorous, magical, enchanting, now that all sounds sort of Jesus-y to me too. Moo, moo change, or create by, or as if by magic. Again, All the things that Christ did are definitely those magic moments. And I'm giggling because now I want to sing a song, this magic moment, except that's all about falling in love. But who doesn't fall in love with our Jesus, right? So let me clarify before i get kicked out of the lutheran church missouri synod for calling jesus a magician in magic that is not at all what i mean in the literal context i like to use those words in the slang loose amazing awesome that kind of way because I like to kind of use it synonymously with Almighty. Big, big difference, right? Because the definition of Almighty, having complete power, omnipotent, like God Almighty, all-powerful, omnipotent, supreme, most high, invincible, unconquerable, preeminent, that is the definition of who Jesus Christ is. He is God and He is God Almighty. So, this resurrection thing that He does isn't a trick in any way, shape, or form. And yet, we call the Sunday after Easter Tada Sunday. So, stick with me for a minute before i give you the full story because i am going to go back to those magic moments um those sort of ta-da moments and when we say ta-da it often is referred to when a magician does a trick and either right before he reveals or right after he reveals it's like ta-da you know they saw the girl in half do a bunch of crazy turning of the boxes, put it back together, and they open the lid, and they say, ta-da. And so that's why I started with magic and magicians, because when we hear the word ta-da, we think of sort of a magical trick, right? Well, Jesus' resurrection isn't a trick, nor are all the miracles he performed tricks. And yet sometimes we kind of want to explain them that way. Jesus starts his ministry with ta- a ta-da kind of moment. He is at a wedding and he turns water into wine. But he doesn't really do it super publicly. He kind of does it behind the scenes And, in fact, says, like, you know, don't tell anybody I did this. But there are certain people behind the scenes that know he did it. And his disciples were there. His mom is there. His mom, in fact, Mary is the one who asks him to do it. And so, clearly, when they poured water into these vessels, and then when they pour it out, and it becomes the best wine... That sort of this ta-da moment, um, healing the sick certainly a ta-da kind of moment, and driving out demons mm, you can better believe that's a ta-da kind of moment. Even feeding five thousand because he doesn't just I mean that in and of itself even in a modern day situation where people you know have kitchens and actual eat truly enough food to begin with. This is a ta-da moment because he took a few fish and in, in some bread or vice versa. There's actual numbers to it. But he takes a small amount and feeds at one point 5,000 people, another point 4,000 people. He does it twice. So it's like he clearly isn't like, you know, packing f- fish and bread in his lunchbox for 5, four thousand and five thousand people it truly is a tada kind of moment pulling <laughs> pulling a coin out of a fish's mouth peter actually pulls the coin out of the fish's mouth but jesus tells him to do it i only giggle at that one because it's kind of like when real magicians pull um coins out of people's ears there's no coin in our ear it's a trick with Jesus, though, it's not a trick because fish just don't typically have um, money in their mouth. So, again, a Tadak kind of moment, but funny because it's a little bit on that magician kind of side of things, only better. And the other one, come on, nobody has been able to pull this one off, which proves that it's not magic and that it is miraculous and almighty. Walking on water? Come on! That is a great trick. Only Jesus can do it because he is all-powerful, supreme, almighty, right? Yeah, those kind of ta-da moments Jesus was giving us a little bit of a foreshadowing of this amazing Tada moment. So now rewind to the beginning of the Bible. Prior to Christ coming to earth, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The triune God create everything, everything, simply by saying it, and it was. Total ta-da moment, right? Absolutely amazing. And from the moment that God creates Adam and Eve and says, Whatever you do, do anything you want. Just don't eat out of this tree, the knowledge of good and evil. And the moment that they do, they are subject to death. And God creates a plan. Specifically, he says to the Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. He tells Eve, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. And Adam names his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. And so from humans, God would come and save us and the spoiler alerts it throughout the whole old testament and when we know jesus and we read the old testament you see jesus there and you see the prophecy of this is what's going to happen and then it does it's amazing it all comes to A beautiful fruition. But the Jews miss it. Lots of the Jews missed it. Not all of them, but the Jews missed it. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the rabbis missed it. Even his disciples miss it. And the women who go to the tomb on Sunday because the night before was Passover. So everybody stopped in Sabbath. So everybody stopped working and they didn't properly embalm Jesus. So they took the oils and the incense and all the perfumes and spices to the tomb on Sunday morning. And three out of the four gospels They wrote them down, Matthew 28, 6, Mark 16, 6, Luke 24, 6, all say he is not here. And, And they should have known that. And we should know that. We do. We're lucky. We know it because we're taught that Jesus rises. So we sort of are looking for a risen Lord Jesus on Sunday. But they went to embalm a dead guy and there's this magical almighty moment with angels saying he's not here and an empty tomb and the burial clothes there and Everybody kind of misses it. Fun little sidebar. My um, super good friends, Shelly and Brian. Hey, Brian, I know you're a good listener and I love you so much. Gave me a shirt. They often give me fun t-shirts. But this particular time, they gave me a t-shirt that says, Spoiler alert, the tomb was empty and then I believe it has the Luke 24 verse um, cited, just Luke 24.6. And I'm wearing it at the airport one time during the Lenten season, I'm sure. And a man came up to me and said, what does that mean? And I said, well, I'm a Christian. And so we believe that Jesus died on the cross and then three days later he rose again. So when they placed him in a grave and he goes, Yeah, I know what it means. I just wanted to know if you did. I was like, Oh, well yeah, hopefully I passed the test. And it just made me super crack up because I thought, I yeah, I suppose people buy t-shirts and don't know what the saying means, but that one was, that was a little bit of a weird situation. And I was also kind of bummed because I thought like, wow, I'm going to get to tell somebody about Jesus raising from the dead and that he's alive. And this is going to be such a super ta-da moment. And instead it was like, ta-da, just kidding. So super funny on that. I'm going to quick go to a commercial and then we will wrap this up in an exciting way. I spoke of how Jews missed it and Pharisees and Sadducees and rabbis missed it and how the disciples missed it. We miss it too. We go through the whole Holy Week and, you know, there are some super big geeks like my friend Judy and I who were like all going to the lent service and the monday thursday service and good friday and easter vigil and easter sunday service but how many people kept worshipping and glorifying a risen lord Jesus on monday or Tuesday, or Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? And we do. And I'm sure all of you guys are much better humans than I am. And I'm sure you do. And we live for this risen Lord Jesus, because that's where the forgiveness of sins comes from. That's where our hope for eternity is. And so we just have to be careful not to be too mundane about it. And that's where my magical mother decided that, boy, on Easter Sunday, we never have Sunday school. And it's a super special day, and we want kids in church on that day. At At the time, my church would always have sunday school during church which for some people was a blessing because you know you're there to worship and to get nurtured and you know if your child is crawling all over and spilling cheerios in the pew and you know writing in the hymnals and crying and screaming and kicking and doing all kinds of crazy stuff Boy, that's hard for a mom to pay attention. And yet, on the other hand, too, if they're not in church, they never learn how to be in church, and they don't hear the word from a young age, too. So a lot of mixed thoughts on that. But that was how it worked in, a lot in the history of our church. Good news, it's changed since then. But it bugged my mom that... While she wanted kids in church and to share the Easter joy, then next Sunday, we would come back and it would move right on. Well, my mom was like, hold the phone. Are you kidding me? Let's roll that stone and celebrate an empty tomb for more than just one day. Easter is every day for us. Easter is why we're here and when we die that we will live forever. So she was like, my goodness, let's have a huge party. Let's make the Sunday after Easter so much fun that kids will really fully understand what Easter is. My mom poured her heart and soul into this super special Easter party the Sunday after Easter. You may or may not know my mom also was a clown. She wasn't a, she was a professional clown because she was amazing. And I would put her next to any professional clown out there, but she didn't do it for a living. She did it for Jesus. And so her clown name was P Mima P for Peggy and Mima because she originally developed it while, um, volunteering to teach Sunday school stories on Wednesday afternoons after school at Holy Cross, which is a Lutheran church across the street from the Wisconsin School for the Deaf in Delavan, Wisconsin. And my mom would drive to Delavan, which is about maybe 25 minutes away from Janesville. And she did that for 25 years. And during that time, she always wanted to be a clown when she was young and always thought clowns were fun and not scary and awesome she thought just they were magical right and so she decided through prayer and really like legit asking god should she do this and i'm not kidding you she said she prayed about it and then asked god to give her a sign and she's like you know really make it clear And from that moment on, like clowns just started appearing everywhere, commercials, billboards, labels, radio, everything. She said it legit got comical, like almost like God was poking fun at her. Like, if you want to sign, I will give you, you know, as many clowns as you can fit into a car, which we all know that's a lot. And so she knew that it would be fun to do a full on skit. And she also got my dad to be a clown with her. And his name was Papa Do. And Papa, because we called him Papa, and throw on Do to anything and it's funny. And my dad was hilarious. Like they were a little bit like Martin and Lewis. Like, Pimaima was kind of the straight clown, and Papa Do was just ridiculous. And I kid you not, he would walk into church, and people would just start laughing before he even opened his mouth. And often he would even mess up his lines, and Pimaima would carry him through it, and he would get laughing, and you thought it was on purpose, but it wasn't part of the skit he just messed it up and found it hilarious and Mima could make it all work and make it look absolutely magical and they never did any magic tricks but they um did one of those mouth coils where they have you have the thing in your mouth and somebody like starts pulling it like Papa Dude would start pulling it out of um, his mouth. Like she probably pulled it from his mouth because she always made the joke, oh my goodness, what did you eat? Rainbow cereal? <laughs> oh my gosh, still so funny to this day. So while she was pouring her heart and soul into creating, I mean, posters and decorations and games and prizes and goodie bags and Easter eggs and quotes about Easter and Bible verses and stories and a skit. Like, I mean, she spent money and time and energy and everything. And and, and she would read this story as if she didn't know it. She would read her Bible and keep looking for the amazingness, the Tada moment that came out of this. And that's when it struck her. She was reading, a, I'm pretty sure it was like Guidepost or Reader's Digest. And the story is of a pastor doing a children's sermon. And he says, you know, J- Jesus rose from the dead. And, you know, what, what do you think Jesus might have said when he rose from the dead? And a little girl pops up and screams, ta-da! And my mom thought it was Awesome. Our church is still celebrating Tada, and the story gets told. It gets manipulated a little bit, and lots of times it's told as though my mom was telling the Easter story, and the little girl popped up and said Tada at our church. And you know, does it matter if it happened in a story that she read or if it happened to her? No, I kind of love that. Um, My pastor gives the credit to my mom. I did straighten it out. But you know, on the other hand, I'm like, if you want to keep telling it that way, go ahead. So um, it's just such a magical moment. And never, ever ever would she want anybody to think that jesus that moment i should say that that moment could be confused as a magic trick or that she would be comparing jesus to a magician absolutely not she she would absolutely share with the kids the holiness of christ and how almighty he is and yet she would always tell the story in a way that met us all where we were at and whether you were three or you were 93 p and papa do would tell the story in a way that made us understand How much Christ loved us, how much He was willing to go through for us and to save us from our sinfulness. And done in such a celebratory way with helium balloons all decorating the back of the church fellowship hall and streamers and i mean i think one year they had this giant like cardboard cut out of jesus it was so epic it's so so much fun and so when i say this sunday is tada sunday it feels like it should be tada sunday all around the world When my mom retired and my dad retired, and both of them got older, and with their old age, they also had dementia. And so, when my mom could no longer do Tada Sunday, I tried to do it, and um, our youth group did it, and um, our sweet, beautiful Amy from, um, she's our family and children's ministry leader, put it on. And then Jennifer came um, to our church and wanted to take on Tada Sunday and make it epic again and she has truly taken the spirit of what my mom wanted in tada sunday and brought it full circle and has made it enormous and fun. And for two years, because of the pandemic, we couldn't fully have Tada Sunday, which was awful. And last year we did, my mom was um, in a nursing home and, you know, I always would tell her about it, but, you know, it just got harder and harder. But I, You could always see the twinkle in her eye because it was that engraved in her soul and who she was. I know this year it will be truly a bittersweet day for me to participate in one of my favorite days at our church, but it was always hard when my mom wasn't there because she invented it i mean based on what jesus did for us she celebrated it in a way like no other and i'm always so grateful for jennifer who has brought it to the level that my mom always hoped it would come on that Monday thursday where Jesus celebrated the Passover dinner with his disciples. After he washed the disciples' feet, he talks and and preaches lots of stuff throughout the meal. And he gives comfort to his disciples, saying, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. No doubt, my mom knew where Jesus was going. My mom knew because she knew that her Redeemer lived. My mom knew because she knew that Jesus Christ came to this world to die for us on the cross be buried in a tomb and raise again three days later and no doubt when he prepared a place for her and he came back i am quite sure he said peggy ta-da I love to tell this story because I love to talk about Jesus and I love to talk about my mom. Thank you so much for joining me this week and letting me share the history of our Tada Sunday. If you live in Janesville and you are close, come to our Tada party on Sunday. We would love to have you. If you don't, start your own Tada Sunday. It's the Sunday after Easter and it, it is and the message is as exciting as it is on Easter morning where we say Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. Alleluia. Or maybe we just say ta-da. So happy Easter. Please keep coming back. I love sharing with you and I am so grateful that Jesus is our Savior. And you are all my listeners. Happy Easter, friends.